lift our hands to the Lord and just continue to bless him and thank him. Come on, why don't we do that? Just lift your hands to him and just begin to thank him. Begin to bless him. We give you thanks, Father. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. Thank you for 24 years of your mercies, of your grace, of your goodness. We are really grateful. Yes, we love you, God. We love you, God. We appreciate you. We love you, God. Jesus, we really want to thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to him. Give him a wave offering. Give him a wave offering. Give him a thank offering. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, God. Yeah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Tonight, I believe that I want to talk about giving thanks to God. I know our theme is impact. And um, if you could lower me a bit, there's a bit of a ringing coming. church and also as individuals, um, God has been really, really faithful to you as an individual. You may not realize it. Often things happen to us, good things are happening to us, and we don't realize the good things that are happening until something bad happens. Then we are all negative and we are all focused on how bad things are right now. But actually, as we celebrate 24 years as a church tonight i want us to dedicate tonight to just thank god so i want to show on giving thanks and then i want us to spend the rest of the time just thanking god and letting his holy spirit uh, minister as he feels impressive but we really want to minister to him and
give him thanks. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, because or for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In other words, God expects his people to learn how to be grateful for every context they find themselves in. Because thanksgiving really is expressing our appreciation to God or for God, um, for what he, who he is, what he's done. Thank you. What he is doing, what he will do, and so forth. Really, is expressing appreciation. And beloved, it is so well, it is so important for us to be able to express our appreciation to God for what he has done in our lives and what he is doing in your life. You may look at your context right now and you may not be happy because you've gone through some difficult things or you're going through some difficult things. But God is still faithful to you. You may not realize it, but God has really been good to you. Certainly as a church, God has really been good to us. God has really been good to us. Some of my friends who um, started along the same time as we have started, as we started, some of them are no longer even in ministry. Some of them have lost their way. You know, there are people that I started a faith with today who don't believe in the Lord, are not following the Lord at all. And so I have a lot to be grateful for. I'm following Jesus. I, I still have a relationship with Jesus. You have a lot to be thankful for. You're still following Jesus. Amen? Amen. So I want us to talk, I want to talk about thanksgiving and thanking God. Um, turn with me to Psalm 92. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And then I want to share an example of our Lord. Psalm 92 from verse 1 to 4. It says, it's, it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I'll triumph in the works of your hands. So as I was thinking about um, giving thanks to God, some of the questions or one of the questions I asked myself is, how? How do we do it? You know, so how would I give thanks? So as we are giving thanks to God, how would we do it? Well, he shows us here. First of all, he says it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. So say to your neighbor, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. It's a really good idea. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling weak, one thing you can do is you can learn to practice giving thanks. Now, at times, when you start giving thanks to God, it feels really mechanical. Anybody know what that's like? You start saying Thank you, Jesus. And you say all kinds of things. You thank, thank you, Jesus, for life. Thank you, Jesus, for my health. And really, you, you're not really bothered about that. You really want that money or that breakthrough or that issue, you know. So when you start giving thanks, at times it's quite mechanical. But he says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And then it's the, and to sing praises to your name, O Mosai. So one of the ways in which you can give thanks is by singing praise. So even if you don't have the voice like Sharon has uh, or this worship team, amazing team. Come on, give them a hand. You know, they, they are awesome. They stand and they sing, you know, and we, 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 when, you know, when the worship team, they're singing and they're giving thanks, as long as it's nice and everything is cool, we just enjoy it. The minute there's a little note, then we all stop. You know, <laughs> it's like that. That's how life is like. 
But you know, he says, so even if you don't know how to sing in your own way, you can just sing. Like, thank you, Lord, thank you. You know, anyway, so that's one way. So, and to sing praises to your name, almost like to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness in the night. In other words, whenever, declare your loving kindness. Tell God some of the ways in which you show him thanks is by telling him how good he has been to you. And start to look and examine your life and you will see how good God has been to you. You know, as a church, as we look at what God has actually done, we'll see how God has been good to us. It's easy at times as a, as a church, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're part of any church, it's very easy to see things that are negative. You know, that everybody at some point believes that the church, there is no love in the church. I mean, everybody at one point has felt, okay, has felt like there is no love in the church they were in. I'm not talking about our church here because nobody's ever thought that thought, you know. But in, in, how many of you have felt that before? How many of you have felt that? Okay, not a lot of you. Wow, we've really done well. Um, Phil, we've done really well. Not a lot. I felt like, how many of you have felt at times there's no love in the church? And really, it's one person who keeps getting on your nerves, you know, but it's the church. To declare your loving kindness in the morning. In other words, it speaks of being able to appreciate God um, as a priority. As a priority. And your faithfulness every night. In other words, um, the last thing you think of is how God has been there for you. On an instrument of ten strings. So this is some of the ways. In other words, you can use instruments. You can use different gadgets and so forth. In their days, it was like this. Today... We have those kind of things and other things, computers as well. So, anyway, the point is we use instruments or we can use our bodies to give thanks to the Lord. And in fact, in that Hebrew word, giving thanks, literally means this. It literally means that. It's good to stretch your hands out in appreciation to God. Yada, that's the Hebrew word. And uh, so, God wants us to appreciate what he has done what he is like, what he is doing, and what he will continue to do in our lives. And there are reasons for this, why it is important that we give thanks. First of all, apart from the fact that the word of God commands it, it is a priority of the kingdom. The way in which you, um, as you give thanks to God, what happens is you position yourself to be able to receive things from God. Thanksgiving enlarges your capacity to receive what's yours. It does. You know, the more you appreciate what God has done for you, the easier it becomes to receive more from God. Second thing is, Thanksgiving glorifies God. It actually um, allows God to become more evident. It glorifies God in our lives because what it means is to glorify God literally means that you are esteeming, esteeming him. You are making God look big in your life. In fact, in the Hebrew word, that word in the Greek, that word glorify means to render or to esteem something as glorious. Uh, to make, give something honor. So when you thank God, it's like you're honoring him. You're showing him how important he is in your life. Say thanksgiving. Also, thanksgiving contributes to our well-being. When you give thanks to God, you're actually bringing healing 
and restoration and strength into your life, as we're going to see a little bit later on. Uh, and then, finally, it protects us from judgment. It's very interesting. Thanksgiving protects us from judgment. In Romans chapter 1, there's a very interesting verse there. It's very powerful. From verse 21, it says, because, it says, because although they knew God, from verse 21, Romans 1 from verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools or foolish and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. 24, therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the last of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Now, judgment came because human beings did not learn to appreciate God for who he was and to appreciate him. And to be thankful. And as a result, it caused their hearts to become callous. And therefore, God eventually let them have what they really wanted. So, thanksgiving protects us from judgment. Now, Jesus demonstrates the importance of thanksgiving with the narrative of the ten lepers. Turn to Luke 17 from verse 11. And I believe that as a church, as we enter into the next 24 years or so, of our history, one of the things we must have as a pillar, a, a heart of gratitude to God for what he has done, for what he has done, and for what he continues to do. We must not, as a church, focus on what we don't have, what could have been, but rather thank God for what we do have and what God has achieved and what he's going to achieve. Can you say Amen. Luke 17 from verse 11. It says, Now it happened as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest." And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now I want you to notice eight things out of these, these verses that are important for us as we celebrate what God has done in our lives and as we talk about thankfulness and being thankful. First thing is this. God always meets us at our point of need when we look to him. In verse 13 and 14, these lepers, they saw Jesus and they began to cry out. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Beloved, in whatever context you find yourself in right now, God wants to meet you at your point of need. Even tonight here, his power is really present. It really is. God wants to minister healing to people tonight. I was saying, that I'm th I was saying to him, wow, I haven't felt your power presence like this in a service for a very long time. I can't even remember. 
the power is really, I can feel you really strong. Normally like this, it's normally like in my bedroom when I'm on my own, but when we're all like this, so it's interesting. And I, I can tell that he wants to really do some wonderful things in our midst. So open your heart to receive from God. I said, open your heart to receive from God. His power is here. Now, these lepers, they were desperate. And when they saw the Lord, they began to cry out to him. They began to express their desire for healing. Sometimes when we have needs in our lives, we're too polite. Sometimes when we have needs in our lives and we need a miracle from God, we are, we are too lukewarm. for us. We need to become desperate. Amen. Say to your neighbor, you must be desperate. You know, over the years, I've had different needs. And uh, at times, I have had to be really desperate with God and make it clear to everybody that I'm desperate in order to have this need met. And then I've had the need met. Yeah. My favorite one is marriage. When I wanted to get married, most of my friends thought I'll never get married. Some friends. They did. You see? They did. They thought they would all get married and then Joseph would be like a hermit and we'll all go to him for advice but he'll be single. Our Joe. Well, I got married before all of them because I was desperate. Satan never get desperate. These lepers were desperate. You know, if you want God to use you, you have to be desperate. You have to be desperate for God to use you. If you want the power of God in your life, you have to be desperate for the power of God. If you want to be able to hear God and know him and be strong in him, you have to be desperate. At times, when I am weak, completely weak, I'll say, Lord, please strengthen me, strengthen me, strengthen me, strengthen me. And I am convinced that he's going to strengthen me. And I'm strengthened. Say to your neighbor, you have to be desperate. These lepers were desperate. And so when they saw Jesus, they didn't let him go. And they cried out to him, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now, to be honest, that was actually the wrong prayer. The issue with God is not having mercy on you. God has compassion on all of us. But what moves God's hand is faith and obedience to his word. So Jesus gives them a command. Go and show yourselves to the priest. Now, why did Jesus tell them to go and show himself to the priest? Because in those days, it was the priest that validated you. If you had leprosy, the priest had to examine you in order to validate whether you had been healed or not. Now, they could have said, what's the point of doing that? You haven't done your magic. Do your magic first, then we're going to show ourselves to the priest. But they obeyed what Jesus said. And the second point is this. Our response to what God does for us is entirely up to us. When God speaks a word, in verse 15, he said, go and show yourself to the priest. When God speaks that word, when he spoke that word, they could have decided not to do it. Because they hadn't seen anything. 
It was as they went in obedience to that word, that is when they began to experience the supernatural power. But here's the point. As they were experiencing God's touch, they still carried on. Business as usual. Go show myself to the priest and then I'm okay. They did not respond correctly to what God was doing in their life. See, Jesus told them, go show themselves to the priest. But as they began to experience that miracle, only one of them realized, wow, I'm healed. Let me first go and say thank you. Then I'll go and show myself to the priest. So how you respond to what God is doing to you in your life is entirely up to you. Sometimes God is doing an amazing work in our lives, but we can't see it because we're too focused on something else. We're busy with something else. As a church, as we're going forward, for some of us in, our, in CLF, what is going to happen is God is going to speak something to you and you're going to respond. And when you respond, you're going to see God use you in tremendous ways. But how you respond to God is entirely up to you. Say it's entirely up to me. I was sharing on Sunday how, as a young Christian, every time there was an altar call, I would come to the front, and I would look like a lemon, like a fool, in that voice. Because the preacher would preach, let's say this week he preached about lust, and he said, all of you with lust problems, you know, you need to repent, sort your lives out. Preach, 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 and I said, all of you who need to repent, come to the front. Well, of course, I'm a young man. I'm going to have to repent of lust. So, and the church will be silent. And then you see Joe walk up the front. And then when I walk, then some of my friends will take courage and follow. But most of the time people are sitting there. People who have got even worse problems than me, they're sitting there. Then the next week, the preacher will preach again. And those of you who like to lie sometimes and lie. If you've ever lied before in your life, come to the front. Oh. If you've ever lied before. So I have to go. Now, most, most of the church will just be sitting there like they've never lied before, you know. And I'll come to the front. Third week. Yeah. Some of you, you're always angry. Anger is a problem. The Bible says anger rests in the bosom of fools. If you're angry, you're a fool. If you've been a fool before, come to the front. Oh. So every week I'm coming to the front. But what I was doing it because that was the word that the man of God was preaching. And so because the man of God, even though at times some man, men of God at times the pulpit, but the man of God was preaching, so I responded. But what I didn't realize was I was changing. The word was washing me. How you respond to God is entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. I see many of you responding and being transformed by the power of God's word. I see that. I see many of you being transformed by the power of God's word. Because it's your response to the word of God is what transforms you. Don't look at yourself. These lepers, these lepers, they were all Jews except one. Third point. Thanksgiving involves our whole being. Verse 16, he says that this Samaritan, he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. What I want to say about this is this, because I want, we're talking about Thanksgiving. When you're giving thanks to God, involve your whole being. 
Don't allow yourself to be polite. If God does something for you and you are going to give thanks, give thanks. Because the thing about thanksgiving is you can't really fake it. You know, with praise, you can kind of say, you know, God, you are great, awesome God. What an mighty God. You are awesome, fantastic God. But when it comes to thanksgiving, if I say thank you, unless I'm actually thankful, it's just hollow. It's just hollow. Thanksgiving is the expression of gratitude. So it involves your whole being. So this guy is healed of his leprosy. He doesn't walk up to Jesus and say, Rabboni, thy servant is healed. No, he falls at his feet. Saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's what we need to do. I tell you, if we, we, we as pastors, we need to learn to say thank you, thank you, thank you to God when he brings people to our church. One of the things I admire about Prophet Anna is the fact that anytime he gives a word of knowledge and it's accurate, he gets all crazy like, wow! And we're like, well, come on, man. That's kind of normal for you, isn't it? But he gets really excited. So I've, I've learned that. And I've added that to my bowl. To thank God when he does something with you. That's powerful. Say, yeah, God, you, you know, God, it was amazing. I stretched my hands out and they were healed. Can you imagine? God healed them. No, I healed them. No, that is not how it's done. God healed them. So when you're thanking God, it must involve your whole being. But the next point. Thanksgiving qualifies the unqualified. This guy was a Samaritan, so he wasn't even supposed to approach Jesus. But by virtue of giving thanks, he could come into the presence of God. Sometimes there are things in our lives that disqualify us from doing certain things for God. Even as a church, there are many things that we cannot do because we don't have this and we don't have that. But if we have an attitude of thanksgiving to God, it qualifies us to do what we shouldn't be able to do. Thanksgiving qualifies you when you are supposed to be disqualified. Fifth point. God expects us to demonstrate our gratitude to him. Our Lord Jesus in verse 17 and 18 says, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God, except this foreigner? Notice how Jesus equates thanksgiving with giving glory to God. But this foreigner. In other words, God likes it when we demonstrate our gratitude. Say, I'm going to be grateful from now onwards. Be grateful for your marriage, even if you, di if you didn't enjoy it. Sometimes your marriage is over, but be thankful that you have been married before. Now you know what it's like. At least now you've got extra wisdom. So when somebody's talking about marriage, you say, I've done it, I've done it, I've won the t-shirt, and I've taken it off. Glory. I'm free. Free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Somebody else, they're all moaning about the fact that their marriage is over. You are celebrating. Why? Because in everything, give thanks. Are you there? I was like, my marriage is over. He said, oh, my marriage is over as well. <laughs> Praise God. Now I'm free to serve the Lord 
than in shackles. So when others are crying about the fact that they don't have this, you are happy about the fact that you don't have this. Yeah. Express your gratitude for whatever God has done and is doing in your life. Sometimes when bad things happen, there are blessings in disguise. I knew a man who never failed an exam until one day when he failed one. And from that day, his life changed. He became more focused, more fastidious. He, was, he kept going, I've never failed an exam. I said, go over yourself. We've all failed before. But not me, I've never failed. I said, well, you have now, you know what it's like. <laughs> but from that day, he never failed again. Sometimes bad things happen and there's a blessing. I knew a man whose sweetheart broke his heart. But if that sweetheart hadn't broken his heart, he wouldn't be here today. <laughs> Apostle. <laughs> came to me. I, know, I remember her name. I'm not mentioning it. I don't want to get in trouble. She, she says it's over. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> I didn't tell her. I said, I said it's a, it's, 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 what did I say? I said, it's a blessed in disguise. I, I can't remember. I said something, but I was happy. I was very happy. Because now we could set him up with somebody proper. Hallelujah. Not every disappointment is a curse. God wants us to demonstrate our gratitude. Say, I will be grateful for the good and the bad. Listen, for me, I am so grateful for CLF. For this church, as a pastor, as I am pastoring, over, as time is going on, more and more I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for Pastor John. I'm grateful for Pastor Philip. I'm grateful for Pastor Enoch. These three pillars, Peter, James, and John. And I'm John Mark, hallelujah. I'm grateful for these men. Listen, because men... I have, some of my friends have gone through hell under the banner of church leadership. Yeah. Be grateful. Be grateful for if you're married, be grateful you're still married. If you have children, be grateful for your children. If you don't have children, be grateful that you don't have children. You have no idea what you're asking for. They will come. Don't worry. They will come. Somebody's going to have children today. Are you listening? Somebody's going to have a husband tonight. But be grateful if it's not you. Six point. Thanksgiving will cause you to rise up and discover purpose. Look at what Jesus said. Arise. Go your way. When this guy came to Jesus, Jesus, and expressed his, thank, his gratitude, Jesus said, arise, go your way. When you learn to thank God for your life and what's going on in your life, for the disappointments, for the failures, for the strengths, for the weaknesses, for the delays, and you have a heart of gratitude, you begin to hear God with clarity. Arise. You need to be able to rise up and stand and then go your way. Everybody has a way, a path allotted to them. Try thanksgiving, a heart of gratitude empowers you to enter into your own path. 
Stop comparing your life with other people's. Stop comparing your ministry with other people's. Stop comparing your anointing with other people's. Stop comparing your abilities with other people's. And be grateful to God for what he has given to you. How he has made you. How he has positioned you. You know, some people that come to the church and within a few years you see them in senior leadership. You've been there for 25 years. Not even 24, 25 years. Before the thing started, you were there. And it seems as if, and it seems as, it seems as if you've been overlooked. Listen, everybody has their time. Everybody has their day. Don't compare yourself with anybody. Have a heart of gratitude for what God has done for others. Your time will come. In due season. Can you say amen? amen? Seven point. Thanksgiving is an act of faith. He says your faith has made you well. What was his faith? How was his faith demonstrated? When he came and said thanks. When he said thanks. When he expressed his thanks to God. Listen. Thank God for what you've gone through. Thank God for the pain. Sometimes we go through things, it's painful, but we need it to cut off certain things from our lives forever. Thanksgiving is an act of faith. You are thanking God because he says so. You are thanking God because he says in everything, give thanks. You're thanking God in spite of the pain. And you're thanking God because of the pain. Yeah. And then finally, Thanksgiving produces wholeness. The last part of verse 19. Your faith has made you well. That word well or whole in the Greek is sozo, which is salvation. In other words, your faith has saved you. It's the same word which says, if you believe in the Lord Jesus in Romans 10 from verse 9, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, um, you shall be saved. That you shall be saved, sozo. In other words... Thanksgiving and uh, salvation, that, that word also means wholeness. You become complete. You become complete when you learn to have a heart of gratitude. You become complete in whatever context you are grateful to God for. If you are grateful to God for your anointing, you become complete. If you are grateful to God for your ministry, in that you become complete. If you are grateful to God for your church, you become complete. If you are grateful to God for your spouse, you become complete in your marriage. Let me tell you. You see, at times people, as a pastor, when I counsel people, people sometimes some husbands will say something like this to me. You, Pastor Joe, God has given you a good wife. It's true. Amen. I receive that in Jesus' name. But the implication is, if you had my wife, you won't be talking like you're talking. The point there is this. If you're not grateful for what you've got, you can't enjoy it. You have to endure it. Yeah. One day my wife said to me, what are you telling people? Please don't, don't tell them like I'm some superwoman, you know, because I've got, I got issues as well. So I tell him the truth. I know. I tell him the truth. <laughs> tell him the truth. No, you have to be grateful for what you've got. That's how you enjoy it. Always nitpicking on your spouse. Look at you. You need to lose weight. Look at that belly. Look at you. You need to be prayerful. Look at you. 
Why can't you be like Pastor Philip, nice and kind, like a teddy bear? Why can't you be? Why can't you be like this one? Why can't you? No. Learn to celebrate what you have and you experience wholeness. Whatever context you celebrate will bring wholeness. But if you're just enduring and tolerating, after a while, you become worn out. So, beloved, I want to encourage you to be thankful. As a church, we want to tell the Lord we are thankful. We are thankful for this church, for the journey that you have brought us on. Many things have happened. Amazing things have happened as a church. Amazing things have happened. It's fantastic. And there's a lot more to come. We're thankful for our lives. We're thankful for the journey so far. Our lives, our pilgrimage here. The journey so far. The pain that you've gone through. This year, year of impact, it's been an impact, pow, impact, pow, impact, pow. It's been a, a lot of impact, pow, pow. It's almost like a yell slapping, not impact. Yell slap, pow, pow. No. That's how for some of us. That's what this year has been like, a year of impact, pow, pow. You're impacting. You're grateful. This is your year of impact. They are impacting you for you to impact others. Be thankful. Be thankful. Say, I am thankful. I want you to rise to your feet. I want us to express our thanks to the Lord in the worship team. Come. Let's begin to just thank him. Let's begin to thank him. I want us first of all to thank him for our church. Thank him for your church. So if you're not a member of this church, thank him for your church, the church you go to. Don't say, you know, if only my church was like your church. If only my pastor was. No, that's not it. Thank God for your pastor. Hallelujah. Thank God for your pastor. Thank God for your church. Thank God where he's put you. Thank God. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. Begin to thank God. Say things, good things about your church. For us as CLF, let's thank God for 24 years. Come on, lift up your voice. Begin to lift up your voice. Express thanks. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the years. For when we started. For what we've gone through. We thank you for the good times and the bad times. We thank you for the pain. We thank you when we seem like we're going backwards. Thank you when you've carried us. Thank you, oh God. We give you praise. We give you glory. Come on, lift your voice to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to read this psalm. This psalm keeps coming into my heart. When I pray into CLF, this psalm comes into my heart. Psalm 124. A song of ascent. If you can have a King James Version from verse 1. 
says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now let CLF say, let CLF now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler. Your soul has escaped. Your soul has escaped. They sought to destroy you. But your soul has escaped like a bird from the snare of trappers. Fowlers, trappers. The snare is broken. I said the snare is broken. And we have escaped. You have escaped. Whatever the enemy had intended for your life, you have escaped. You have escaped. You have escaped. I don't care what generational curse is in your bloodline. You have escaped. You have escaped. Hallelujah. The snare is broken. And we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. Our help is not in a man. Our help is not in men. Not in riches. Not in chariots. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in the Your help is in the name of the Lord. I said your help is in the name of the Lord. It's not in your business. It's not in the government. It's not in the economy. It's in the name of the Lord. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Lift up your voice. Give him a shout. Give him a praise. Give him glory. Thank you. Lord, we thank you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I'm just going to thank him. You can watch me or you can join me. Father, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the members of this church. I thank you for everything that we've gone through. I thank you for 24 years for keeping us, for protecting us, for strengthening us. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. Now I want you to thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. The things that have gone on in your life up until now. Lift your hands, your heart, your voice to God. Just begin to thank Him. Number things, name things, number them. Tell Him. Number one, I thank you for this. Number two, I thank you for this. Come on, tell Him. Tell Him. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Just thank Him. 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 Come on, thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, 
Somebody here, it feels like something has dropped on your head. Right in your head. It's like something has dropped on your head. The power of God is here and it causes a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain. The power of God is here to heal you right now. Come. I want to pray for those who want children. Come right now. Want to come against barrenness? You need to come now, please. The power of God is here. Activate it. Activate it. Please. Quickly, 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 quickly. Put your hand there. In Jesus' name.
Thank you. Thank you. 